designed with women in mind as we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone. I'm back here with with my sidekick, Lindsay. and We are going to be continuing to talk about prayer today. Yes. So we left off talking a little bit about our backgrounds and experiences around prayer and what it meant to us. But, um, you know, as listeners here, we also know, why do you think, you know, prayer is um, so hard? And Pam, I, you know, I even thought about this when I was growing up. I I'm, I was scared to pray out loud in front of people. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that are like that. Um, it's just... Um, we get up tight and we're worried that we are not saying the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think about um, really how that really means um, when we're praying and, and maybe don't even want to pray because of that? Right. Well, I do know a lot of people who still uh, will not pray out loud because they think that they might say something wrong, say the wrong thing, do the wrong, make them look in a certain way. And that's not really why we're praying. And I think that we need to show people grace with that because God intercedes for us, even when we don't even understand. I know that I've fumbled sometimes praying out loud and I think, oh, what that didn't really make sense. But then I think about the times that things that I didn't even say when I'm speaking or talking to someone and they'll say, you know, when you said so-and-so and I'm like, I don't think I said that, but God was speaking. So God uses it. And um, can I just say up front that there is no such thing as saying the wrong thing when you're mm, praying. Um, we can't say the wrong thing while we're talking to God because the point of prayer which we will get into in just a minute is to honor and worship God. So we're communicating with him in fellowship. Um, and sometimes we put the emphasis in the wrong place. So the emphasis becomes us in, instead of the focus being communicating with him. And I think sometimes that people don't pray because they look at prayer lives and they think, well, I pray and maybe it happens for somebody else but it doesn't happen for me. And what we're saying is that it doesn't happen in the way that I thought it would, 
But we can't say that God's not working. God's mm-hmm. not still writing the story. He's not still working on a chapter of brokenness or whatever in our life. And later on, and maybe we, there may be things in our life that we don't even see here on earth, but God's still working. Maybe we're praying for someone right now that we may not see the major change in their life, mm-hmm. but trust that later. God will do the work. And, you know, he's probably going to do even better than what we ask for, right? Because <laughs> he does it better. So we often make things more complicated than they need to be. So prayer um, is often one of those things that we complicate. I think we concentrate um, on the wrong thing, like I was saying before, but it's also we concentrate on what our, our heart we don't concentrate on our heart. We concentrate on our mind. What's our mind saying to us? It's not what is in our heart necessarily, mm-hmm. but we allow Satan, even in those prayers, to tweak it for us when we don't want it tweaked. And um, so it's not a lack of prayer problem. It's more of a lack of a throne problem. <laughs> Who's on the throne of our life? Um, so we're not recognizes the recognizing the importance of prayer in God's economy. We're looking at it only how it affects us. So I read uh, somewhere that we need to stop self-analyzing and just talk to our dad. And I think that's a good format to think about. Um, the answer is not um, simple to be simply to be more disciplined or to use a prayer journal, even though those are great tools Mm -hmm. and great things that we can use. I'm not knocking it at all, but prayer is a result of our faith and sometimes our desperation. So when we believe the gospel, we're humbled and want to obey the command and God's command is to pray continuously. And that's what I'm talking about, about a heart attitude, like we were talking about, if we see something throughout the day or whatever, but mm-hmm. that's in first Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, it says, rejoice always. There's the gratitude. Yeah. Pray without ceasing. So always being a heart felt that we can pray, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's pretty cool to think about. That's God's will for us, right? We always say we don't know what the will of God is, but what the part that we know, are we doing that? Mm -hmm. Because those are the steps that takes us to into further about what he wants us to do. So it isn't because we're told to pray, um, but that we are poverty, poverty, you can't even talk in Mm -hmm. this (laughs) stricken in our own hearts without Christ. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if we're not allowing him to fill our hearts daily, maybe second by second, I mean, it's a choice that we have to make all the time and we're not recognizing that we admit or that we need him, then prayer doesn't mean anything. It's just a rote thing is something that we do. But prayer is primarily to get us closer to the heart of God yeah. and not overthinking it. Yeah. You know, I, I think about this a lot and I think this is what a lot of people think is that someone else can pray Mm -hmm. for me. They've got that spiritual gift and that they can pray for five minutes or so or anything like that. And, you know, like you were saying, speaking to your dad, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you might speak a lot because you want to speak a lot, but then sometimes you might have one word Mm -hmm. or just a sentence and that's okay too. So I think there's a lot of misconceptions that we have around prayer. And, um, again, how our enemy likes to confide, like just push us to the point in which we think we are not able to, and, or not good enough to pray. Um, but, or think that God's not going to do it anyway. So why would I do that? Which is not correct. But 
and praying out loud and or praying silently, both are, are important and they're pivotal. Um, our, our community, our, our, our Christian community and, and women alike, we all need prayer mm -hmm. and what the most important, most emotional, um, feeling, um, and joy and, um, peace in my heart is when someone prays for me. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not, um, a sense in my, my mind and my heart and all of a sudden just peace over overcomes me is when someone prays with right. me and for me. Yeah. And prayer can really be a calming agent, can it? Sometimes yes. we are so busy in, in our lives that we think, oh, wow, I just got so much to do today. I can't stop and pray. But yes, you can. You can pray as you go. That's right. Um, also, and also, I think in a book, um, I don't know much about the book. I, I found this quote, so I'm not yeah. necessarily recommending the book because I don't know. It. I do know the person who read it, but this was a quote from Paul Miller in his book, A Praying Life. And the quote is really good. It says, learning to pray doesn't offer us a less busy life because if you love people, you will be busy. Mm. It offers us a less busy heart in the midst of outer busyness. We can develop an inner quiet. Because we are less hectic on the inside, we have a greater capacity to love. By spending time with our Father, our, our prayer, we integrate our lives with His, with what He is doing in us. Our lives become more coherent. They feel calmer, more ordered, even in the midst of confusion and pressure. Mm. And that's just what you were talking about, Lindsay, how it's a calming agent for us. And God gives us that. Just talk to me about it. That's what he wants us to do. I mean, it, it doesn't have to sound like anything. I mean, yeah. it can be the craziest thing <laughs> that you ever hear, you know, um, or we think that, but he doesn't, yeah. you know, he just wants to commune with us. And, and that's so important. You know, there are some foundational elements um, in scripture that God gives us. Um, even Jesus gives us examples of prayer. Um, so let's um, let's go into those. So, yeah. you know, what prayer really is and, and how he um, shares some examples of that. Can you break it down for us? Yeah. In his word, just like we talked about earlier about talking, just talking to God, he tells us how to do it. I mean, the Lord's prayer is kind of, I mean, a good place to start. That's right. Yeah. Um it's found in the Sermon on the Mount that we talked a lot about in the beginning year, um, which we uh, when we covered last year in our very, very first podcast. But in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, it says, Our Father, which art in heaven, how would be their name? thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses or our sins as we forgive those who trespass or sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So there are six things that are just packed right there in this prayer that can help you and me and you out there in our prayer life. The first one is to honor him as father. Mm. And uh, that's so important when we're talking to, anytime you're talking to someone of great importance, what do you do? You address them you, as you address Mr. Them. Mrs. Yes. Doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, if somebody calls me Mrs. Mercer, I think about my <laughs> mother-in-law, but, <laughs> but you do address them with a title. Mm -hmm. So God is our father. He is our heavenly father. We are to honor him. So address him in that way mm -hmm. when you pray. Um, we're to praise him 
The second thing is praise him, worship, acknowledge who he is and what he's done. And so if you need steps to how to pray, let's pray like he tells us to. That's like right? the gratitude, yeah, right? Start with right. gratitude. So you start with that, those things. And then you say, this is the hard part. Mm. <laughs> what do you think, Lynn? Yeah. <laughs> Thy will be done, right? Yes. Oh. Not my own, but yours. And, you mm. know, I think about though, and I think, you know, that takes a lot of pressure off of us, doesn't it? Because we think we know how things ought to come and how they ought to end up. But again, it's that whack-a-mole thing. I mean, there's circumstances that are going to pop up. We have no idea they're coming. But guess who knows they're coming? God. So if we pray your will, God, not my own, then it's his responsibility. And that's where it should be anyway. Uh, The fourth thing is that we ask him for what we need. Um, So there are needs in our life that we need to ask him for. There are things, I mean, I need to ask him every day to give me um, wisdom and his intellect because I I don't want to use my own in making decisions Mm because I'd really foul things. (laughs) And so the fifth thing is confessing our sins to him. He says that in, in, in the Lord's Prayer. And six is to ask for protection and help to overcome Satan's attacks. Yeah. And there, go back again to the armor of God. How do we overcome Satan's attack? Because we are prepared and we've asked for his perfect protection. Yeah. It's a wonder how much, you know, even starting the morning with prayer um, and in his presence, because you already are asking for protection. You're asking for the Lord to be able to help you during the day and then talking to him during that, during the time too. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's a wonder. Um, so Jesus not only told his disciples how to pray, um, but he also gave us and showed us an example. Can you share with a, a few more examples in the word? Yeah. Matthew six, seven, and eight says, um, it's, which is just before the Lord's prayer says, mm-hmm. when you pray, do not keep asking on and on the way ungodly people do. They think they will be heard because they talk a lot. And that's what we're talking about, about the kind of prayer. Like we feel mm-hmm. like it has to be not that you're asking God for the same thing on and on. He's saying just keep going on and on with wordless prayers that don't really mean anything. Just kind of just to hear yourself talk. So he said, don't don't be like them. Your father knows what you need even before you ask him. Mm-hmm. And then Luke five sixteen, Jesus often went away to be by himself and pray. And I think that is important for times for us to go away and pray and, you know, uh, you know, whether you have a place that you specifically do that in and some people do or, or not, but just to be away from other distractions, Satan, however, will distract you enough, no matter where you go. (laughs) That's so true. Well, one way or another, um, I think we often think that there's perfect rules on how and when to pray. And that's not the case. Um, as you can tell, um, it comes from your heart and it comes from a place in your soul of giving your all to him, allowing him in your every heart and mind to take over everything, anger, hurt, disappointment, mm-hmm. um, your, your timing on when you want things planned mm-hmm. or asking him and, um, you know, just asking him for help to ch- change our hearts, um, to take control um, and see hope and strength and encouragement in him. Mm-hmm. That's really what he can provide us. Right. And you know, that's something 
that is so important about that helmet of salvation to keep the lies of Satan out. Because what he wants Mm -hmm. to do is just reverse the things that you just said. He Mm -hmm. wants to hurt us. He schemes against us. He wants us to feel disappointed in God. He wants us to not ask for help. He wants to change our hearts in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And, to help, and he wants us to not be hopeful. hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Satan comes into those things, we need to be prepared to come against it. Because when, when we talk about scheming, the schemes of Satan, God has the answer for all those, right? Mm-hmm. So when we are allowing Satan, though, to put those thoughts in our mind, he separates us from the things that God says are the things that we need to be focusing on. So what does Satan like to do? He likes to divide and conquer, doesn't he? Likes to lie. He likes to cause disunity, mm-hmm. he lies. Mm-hmm. He puts us in places and he dangles that thing in front of us when we are at our tiredest, mm-hmm. at our most discouraged, at the times when we think we are out of spiritual gas, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to damage you. And that's what I want you to understand. He is not our friend. He wants to hurt it. The Bible says that, that he's seeking who he may devour. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's so important that we do use the mechanics that God gives us, the things that he tells us that we can use one of them being prayer and the other, a second one may be fasting. Yeah. And um, so we touched on the importance of gratitude and prayer. So let's talk a little bit about fasting. Yeah. Well, I think of fasting as, gosh, not eating yeah. <laughs> for a long period yeah. of time. And I know a lot of others, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing to say you would and a lot of, um, you know, religions, sometimes they state you're going to fast for a period of time and for Lent, you, you know, take mm-hmm. away um, sweets or something that you really enjoy or like, um, yeah. or maybe even, um, you know, some doing something, a hobby right. or something, right? You could, there's yeah, lots of different things. It doesn't have to be things. food. Exactly. It's something that you enjoy and or like, um, but taking that away and making that time for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to fast? <laughs> oh, fasting is such a hard word. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. We often don't like it because we do think about the things we have to give up. Um, I'll never forget my grandson saying, Nan, I'm giving up Lent for Lent or <laughs> what do you mean? I'm giving up fasting for fasting. He's so, he's the funny one, but, uh, wouldn't that be easy? Yeah. What is the, what does give that up? We won't do that. That's like, but, but fasting by nef- definition is a spiritual discipline that is taught in the Bible. And Jesus expected his followers to fast it. There's many examples Um, In the Bible that he gives about people fasting and a lot of times it was for long periods of time, like 40 days and all those things. But and he said that God rewards fasting. Fasting, according to the Bible, means to voluntarily voluntarily reduce or eliminate your intake of food for a specific time and purpose. For example, a day of fasting and prayer, just like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Also, it can mean that we, you know, maybe it's something that we really, really enjoy and we want to give it up. 
you know, for a day or even a meal a day. Um, but have you ever heard of people taking fasting out of context or saying, I can't fast? I have mm. heard that. And yes, sometimes I do mm. think there are certain things that might not be a good idea for some people if it's medical reasons. Mm. But um, if that should be the only reason, then you can find other things that like we're talking about hobbies or just um, setting aside a specific time that you specifically honor God during the time you would be doing something else. Mm -hmm. Um, or, um, if you like my friend who hides chocolate in the cabinet, maybe you can just skip that for a day <laughs> or a diet Coke. Maybe it's a survival tool for you, and you, but you might need to give it up for a little bit. Um, so anything like that, that leads you to think about Christ. So during the time you would be doing those things, think about him growing in him. So, but one thing that I am, um, can't figure out is if I give up a pound of chocolate or if I eat a pound of chocolate, one pound, why does it make five pounds of me <laughs> <laughs> instead of just the one pound? I don't get that. Um, but oh man, you know, I, I, I say, um, it's, I know for us and our instincts too, um, we all get really, um, to the point where I think that's what people think is when they're fasting, they're going to get hangry. They're mm -hmm. going to, they're not going to be able to focus. Um, and, um, it just always hits me so hard <laughs> because I won't, I won't never forget all the time when I get to the point where I'm getting to the, you know, I, I can't stand it. I can't think anything anymore. Mm -hmm. I've got to get some food in my body. Um, I just, I'm just not nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Hangry. <laughs> Um, yeah. And that's where prayer comes in first yeah. and then fasting. We always say prayer and fasting. Maybe we got to pray before the hanger starts. That's right. <laughs> so how, so break it down for us then. And, you know, how do we fast and, and help us to understand a little bit more so about okay. that. There are several different ways to fast, but the main reason to do it is to humble ourselves before God and put an exclamation point on our prayers. Maybe would be a good way uh, in a sense, showing him how serious you are not to get more of what you want, but to foster a humble approach to, to our prayer. So it's a closeness to God. Um, start, start with Matthew five, um, six through 18 and go through, um, that in, in your reading, when you're thinking about it, it says, when you fast, do not look somber or as hypocrites do. That's how hypocrites do it. So we're to look like we're joyful. Mm -hmm. We have all those things. Um, and so there's a partial fast. There's things that you can do. Um, a lot of our information about fasting can be found in crew because we're almost out of time. But there's partial fasting. There's things that you take away partially. There's um, a complete fast, which means drinking only water or sometimes juice when fasting for an extended period. Um, juice fast will produce um, provide you with more energy than than water only fast and still lead you into humbly a humbling experience or identifying your desire for solid or chewable food mm -hmm. with that. So um, if you're new at fasting, start slow. Um, and I had the opportunity, this comes from Bill Bright's um, crew, and I had the opportunity to meet he and his wife on it um, before they passed on. And um, 
we actually got to go to their house and it was such a humbling experience. But we've talked about these kinds of things about how we pray and how um, we fast. And the reason, again, for fasting, because we've kind of just touched on it today and maybe we'll pick it up a little bit more Mm -hmm. next week. But it's time for us to close out for today. But the reason it's important is because of the humility of heart that it gives you. Um, Because God wants us to be focused on him. It's uh, where we get peace that's above all understanding. It's where we get our true joy from. And it's where we will run to in time of need and get true comfort and love. And so we're going to close out for today. But I think we it would be um, applicable for us to pray our way out today. Okay. God, thank you so much for the opportunity that we've had to share with the women that are here with us and in spirit. And God, we love them and we want them to grow in you and we want to grow in you ourselves. So God, I pray as we continue in 2023 to make us better and stronger in you. And I pray it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How How can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.